waves get lost in the ocean. Seven billion swimmers, man, I'm going through the motions. Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hey, welcome to High Road to Humanity, and this is Nancy Yearout, your host. And again, we have a fabulous guest, and her name is Belinda Farrell. She's coming to us today from California, and she's written a fabulous book. It's called Find Your Freaking Joy. I love that title. That's just fantastic. <laughs> and if you're watching me on video, I'm holding the book up. And before I bring her on, let me give you some information um, about Belinda. We're going to have a fun conversation today because she's a real spiritual person, and um, you're going to hear her story. So let me get sit back and relax, you guys. Let me give you a little bit of information about Belinda Farrell. Uh, she's graduated with a BA in Spanish and English from the University of California at Berkeley. Now she's trained in hypnotherapy, past life regression, NLP Hawaiian chanting, and ancient Hawaiian healing, the Huna. Belinda trained with Anthony Robbins, author of Unlimited Power, and has effectively used these skills in her own life. She's completed 18 firewalks, and when Belinda was 48, she collapsed with a herniated disc and a spinal and spinal nerve damage. That's crazy. Threatened with paralysis by her medical doctors if she didn't have surgery, Belinda instead chose to apply the ancient Hawaiian healing covered in this book. Her back completely healed, including childhood scoliosis. So for 15 years, she's been sharing these healing practices with others, offering reconnective healing and HUNA classes and taking clients to Hawaii. I want to go to teach HUNA <laughs> and swim with wild spinner dolphins. Um, welcome to High Road to Humanity here today. Wow. Belinda. Well, it's an honor. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, I'm so excited you're here and you've written this really good book. And, you know, you really cover, and I read your book, and you cover a lot in your book. But tell the audience um, your story. I'm going to ask you to explain what exactly happened to you in your own words as, as far as how did you, how were you healed? How were you healed? Well, it's an, it's an ongoing process. I mean, I'm still in the process of healing. We all are. Right. But. I was an adrenaline junkie. I guess after I had my divorce, I, I started doing um, training with Anthony Robbins and um, just so excited that I was able to walk successfully on hot coals. And wow. it said, you know, it says to yourself, well, if I can do this, what else can I do in my life that I haven't done? And so what came up for me is that I wanted to drive a race car. Right. So <laughs> Tony teaches you there's no can't in this world. It's just I'm, I must and I will. Mm -hmm. So I found out where I could go and drive a race car, and it turned into an eight-year career that I had in my 40s. And I just kept going and going and pushing my body and not listening to it. Yeah. And then finally it collapsed. And I that's see. what happened. I was having a great time. I mean, I, I, was, I was having. Yeah, I mean, because you have had, you, you graduated from UC Berkeley. Um, you were actually a CIA agent at one well, point. Well, almost, almost. I, I decided not to go, and that's why I'm probably here today. I probably wouldn't have lasted 
Right. Um, they recruited me out of college, and I went through the whole, you know, nine yards of training and stuff. And then at the last minute, it just wasn't a fit. It so, wasn't the right thing for you. No. You know, when you were in Hawaii, and, and you talk about, uh, and I'm going to jump in here, you talk about the plaque that gets on our soul, and you learned right. a lot of the Hawaiian healing methods. How did you come to learn so much about their healing it's so interesting because I was in doing hypnosis and then I, I learned that there was a master course in Hawaii. So I go to Hawaii. I hate water. I can't oh, yeah. stand being in water. I'm scared of water. I don't know how to swim. And yet I'm here on this island learning how to do <laughs> hypnotherapy. Right. Right. And while I'm learning how to do this breathing, which is this ha breath that I describe in the book, I get this infusion of dolphins and whales coming inside of me, and I don't know why they were on my radar because I'd never had thought about them before. Then they started being in my dreams at night, and I had this urgency to go out and be with them, and so I had to overcome my fear of the water. Right. And the more I overcame these fears, the more I would just invite possibilities to come in. The water then became something of a nurturing, like a mother, like being in the womb. Uh-huh. And it, and so I just kept d- diving into more teachings. I heard the chants when I was on the island, and the ancient Hawaiian chants spoke to me. Right. I started doing the forgiveness process, which is called Ho'oponopono, and it's talked about in the book. Right. We're going to go through all that. And and, and I'm going to kind of stop yeah. you here because um, before we get into that, you talk a lot about the unconscious mind and the conscious mind. And you brought yeah. up water and you say in the book, our emotions are associated with the element of water because yeah. water is the symbol for life, for the life force. Yes. We're 80% water. Right. I mean, we're composed of water. Yeah. And our emotions are in water. Is that why, you know, and and I've always felt that too, and I wrote a book too, it's called Wake Up, the Universe is Speaking to You, and I do a whole chapter on water, and that's the reason I did the chapter on water, because I realized when I researched that we are made up of water, and I I wonder that is why I always feel comfortable around water, because we are made of water. Do you feel that too? Well, my emotions at that time, though, were blocked. So Uh when I would get in the water, I would be afraid, okay? So if I hadn't addressed my emotional body yet, the water would, you know, continue to elude me. And it was only until I really faced those emotions and started to learn how to swim and be with the dolphins that those memories from the past that I was blocking in my body were allowed to emerge. How did you do that? I mean, if you're afraid of water... And then you realize you need to let go of that fear. How did you do it? It was the dolphins. I mean, I wanted to be with the dolphins. And then all of a sudden, this one huge, big bottlenose dolphin came to me and just planted itself right in front of me. And I felt like it was downloading all this information. And I just forgot about the water. You know, you forget your fears if you have a, a, a bigger objective and the objective was I wanted to commune with these amazing creatures they took me into their pod I suddenly was swimming with dolphins and diving with them and I don't know how that happened so they taught you so how did you learn to swim did they they, did you just taught me 
they showed you how. Yeah, in my dreams at night, I would be swimming with dolphins and I'd be going in and out. So when I, in the morning, when I'd go out to be with them and somebody would take me out, I would hold on to them like with a death grip, you know, on their arm. Right, right. Um, I just, I, I was in my element. And the water in Hawaii is warm. You know, it's in almost 80 degrees. So, and the salt water holds you up. And that uh-huh. was the key. You know, I didn't really have to effort too much. I was already up there. I just had to kick. Right. And, and so gradually I started taking people, and I did so for 25 years. Wow. So you would take other people out who were afraid and let them experience the same thing that you experienced. Right. That yes. is fantastic. Do you still do that? No. I go myself, but I don't take people anymore. I did it for 25 years. It's a lot of responsibility. It's a big ocean. (laughs) So I've got a a listening audience out there. And if you have, and my mom was always afraid of water and I've always been kind of afraid of water, but I had to learn to swim. I grew up in Michigan. I'll tell you this really quick. And when you grow up in Michigan, you're in the Great Lakes state. So they make you, you have to swim the length of the Olympic sized pool underwater in order to graduate. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I didn't learn to swim (laughs) until I was like 15 years old. I had a friend teach me because as a sophomore in high school, I had to learn to swim and it was hard, but I did it, but I'm still kind of fearful. So what do you tell people who are fearful of water or, you know, haven't overcome that yet? What should they do? Well, I hold them by the hand. I mean, when I was taking people out there, you know, we, we had a little, workshop in the beginning to learn how to put the mask on to learn how to use the snorkel and when you see the dolphins out there it's such a motivation you don't even think about your fear you just want to go out and be with them so we would just all go out as a group or if I had just one or two people um, you know I would just quiet their nerves and they would go it it just that's wonderful we had just amazing experiences. There wasn't a time that I didn't have dolphins when I had clients. So they were always rewarded for their bravery. That's wonderful. <laughs> God, that's wonderful. You know, well, you talk about the unconscious mind and you say, and I love this, it's true. As children, we are, we don't forget it until about the age of seven. And then we start to forget we're not childlike anymore. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, well, from zero to seven, we're a pure unconscious mind. And the unconscious mind is the part of us that runs the body. Right. And it's like a two-year-old. In fact, the Hawaiians call the unconscious mind unihipili or George. You okay. can talk to George. And it it seems to go away when we start worrying about what other people think of us. And that's right. at about, you know, eight years old. And so you stop listening to the gut. And that's ah. literally your gut feeling is your unconscious. What's it really telling you? And the conscious mind and the unconscious mind, they're there to have a connection. They're there to be buddies with one another because the unconscious mind is storing all of your memories until you get the learnings from it. It's not going to interfere right. with your free will. So your free will has to be We've got able about to talk. one minute. Okay. We've got about one minute to break. And I know that you've got a lot to talk about as far as the conscious and the unconscious go, because that's really the key to yeah. 
to reaching your higher self. So I'm wondering if when we come back from break, if you'll really talk about this, because I think we all, there's some people you meet, they're still childlike, but there's not so many of us. But anyway, we're about 30, 30 <laughs> seconds to break here. And um, we're here today, you guys, with Belinda Farrell. Her book is called Find Your Freaking Joy. I'm holding it up here. It's really good. I really enjoyed your book. I'm sure we can get Thank it at you. Amazon. Is that right? Yes, of course. Yeah, okay. any major booksellers. We can, and, and your website is hunahealing.com. Is that correct? Yes, All right, correct. we'll be right back, you guys. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Hey, all you High Road listeners out there, I just want to take a moment to share with you our new sponsor. I've been working with BestRadioTravel.com to bring the lowest hotel prices to my loyal listeners. Stay tuned during the show to hear more about how you can save 15 to 30% off your hotel rate. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have, whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yearout, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to The High Road. Hey, welcome back to High Road to Humanity, and I'm here with Belinda Farrell. We're both dancing to the music um, from High Road because it's kind of an upbeat beat that yeah. song. Hey, I'm so happy to have her here. She's written this good book. It's called Find Your Friggin' Joy. I love it. Um, and we were talking before the break about the unconscious mind and how you dissolve some of those negative thought forms. Can you address that? Because that's really the key to reaching your higher self. Can you tell us how do we do this? Well, we're always in such um protection mode, you know, where we go shopping, we do, we eat sweets, we drink, we do drugs. All those things um, distract us from really doing the work of pulling our negative thought forms that we've had in the past that are unresolved by, by just not letting them come up. 
and the unconscious mind loves you unconditionally and it's going to keep holding them down until you decide that it's time to get some resolve on it and resolve it and put a period on it and move on. It's like holding a sack of potatoes with you and dragging it around with you if you don't address some of these negative thought forms. So when you do, when I collapsed with the herniated disc, I was in bed and I, I took some, a little half of a pill of uh, snake venom that an osteopath had given me. And uh-huh. this draws some of the memories from the, from the lower spine. And so some really unbelievable memories came out. And it was, it's in, it's in the book on page 109, I believe, where this wow. baby was thrown out into this abyss like a piece of garbage and she was darting these asteroids and all this um, debris and chaos and scared to death. She was just a tiny baby and going. So this was after you took the snake venom. Yes. Yes. Okay. And I was doing the ha breathing for about 10 minutes, deep breath through the nose and out through the mouth. Cause that gives permission for the unconscious mind to let go. Say, well, right. gee, I wonder if she's ready to deal with this today. Boom. Okay. And so, so the breathing the is what brought it on. It's what brings yes. it on. You guys, we haven't talked about the breathing so much, but it's the aha breathing. And it's where you inhale through your nose and hold it for four count seconds. Four. Yeah, count count four, four. And, and then, then exhale. And when you exhale, you say ha. Well, it gives a sound of ha. <sighs> Ha. Ah, you know, like when you sit on the couch and you go, ah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's and it's the ha. ha. Okay. So you go, you do this breathing. I want to tell the audience, you do this for about 10 minutes, right? Or about, uh, is that right? Longer. Or, or longer. longer. Okay. Right. So, I, so I had been doing that. Okay. And then that memory came up and it wouldn't have come up otherwise because I'm always protecting myself. You know, I don't want to feel that kind of stuff. I mean, it, it made me absolutely fearful, like I was dying. But then these hands come down and they lift this baby out of the chaos and they pluck her down into the arms of this, it's like a, a divine being. I never saw the face, but it was just this divine being. And I felt protected. I was in those arms. And then all of a sudden, I saw the chaos below me, but I felt loved. Felt and that was, loved. was that God? I believe that was God. I believe it was God or maybe just the hands of some divine being that was far greater than the human love right. that I was trying to, right. to yearn for. And when I woke up, I was in a pool of sweat and I had this desire to call my mother and find out more about my birth. Oh. And she never really wanted to talk to me about that. But she did finally. And then she told me that her father, my father and her had taken me to three abortion clinics oh. to get rid of me. Oh. And so the baby ingests everything from the mother. And so being pushed out into that abyss like a piece of garbage was the rejection of being aborted. Wow. Yeah, it was a huge aha moment. <laughs> right. 
And, and uh, then with her telling you that and you having this experience through the breathing and through the snake venom and the the vision that you had, did it help you um, become a different person? Immensely, because I was really trying hard to get people to love me, I guess, and I thought I didn't deserve to be loved. And then I thought, well, I certainly do deserve to be loved. I'm so mm-hmm. loved by this, these divine beings. What right. it does is it heals the root cause of the unworthiness that you're, you know, trying to fight for. There's so many people that are feeling unworthy to be loved. And so they right. just do all these things that have nothing to do with, well, Yeah. So Belinda, if you have somebody who comes to you and they say, you know, I just don't feel like I'm loved and I'm always searching for it. And what do you tell them? Well, hopefully we go through hypnosis and we get to the root cause of when the first time they felt unloved. Gotcha. And so if you can get the root cause and see it from a different perspective and heal it, then everything falls away. It just falls into place. And I stopped trying. I stopped trying so hard to find my father. But if he wants to find me, great. If not, I can have a great life without it. Yes, exactly. This is really about self-love, isn't it? Yes, it is. Now, do you still do do this work where you um, put people under, you do the hypnosis? Do you still do that? If people ask for that, I do. Um, I do a lot of healings over the phone, take people okay. through the forgiveness process, the Ho'oponopono, okay. do the reconnective healing. Um, it's whatever they need, whatever is needed at the moment. Love Everybody's it. different. <laughs> I know. That's so awesome that you do this. Well, yeah, because, you know, I've been doing the show now for over a year. God, this is my second year doing this show. It's become wow. really um a, a wonderful thing, not just for me, but for all different people. And I have learned so much. And what I've learned more than anything is that you have to love yourself and you have to fix yourself. Yeah. Because as we all fix ourselves, then as a whole, we're all getting fixed. And we raise the vibration on the planet as each of us fix ourselves. Absolutely. I mean, it's physician, heal thyself. I mean, that's the same. You know, help other people, you better be healed yourself. And things would just come into place as I did the firewalks, I did the stunt driving, and then I had to have time to really listen and to go inside. It's an inside job. I mean, healing totally an inside job and forgiving yourself for the way you thought it had to be. I mean, it's so much is self-forgiveness and that's really the key to reaching your higher self when the higher self is what healed my back. But I had to get out the emotions that were blocking kind of like a rotor rooter. I had to go in and clear the pipeline Right. So that it would be a clear pipeline up to the higher self because your higher self, it sits at the top of your head, but it has no body. Okay. There's no body. So you have to invite it to come in. And the breath is one way when you do this sets of uh, four ha breaths, it invites the higher self to come down into the physical body. Okay. After I had that experience with the baby and the, and the debris and the chaos, I started to really feel that the healing was accelerating. And I started seeing myself climbing trees. 
And so the unconscious mind, which is like a little child, gets excited about climbing trees. So I would just see myself climbing. You have to have a strong back to climb trees, right? Right. So I would just put that into the unconscious, and then the unconscious sent that up the pipeline to my higher self, which dropped down into my physical body, and my back was healed. And everybody could do this if we would all get back to ourselves, quit looking on the outside for all that stuff, because <laughs> it doesn't really matter anyway, because you can't right. take it with you. So if we just would all start, see, this is my mission. We have the same <laughs> mission. You just didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yes. I know. Attraction. Yes. The law of attraction. True. Yeah, well, no, but it's the my mission, and I guess I, I feel like it's yours too. You talk about it is to connect with a higher self, but I say connect to God, connect to a uh, if you don't want to call it God, you can call it divine, you can call it whatever you want, but it's connecting to source, it's connecting to yeah. the energy above us, and we all have that ability to connect to um, the energy and bring the energy down within our bodies and heal ourselves. Yes, absolutely. Amen. I love it. I think we got about two minutes before we go to break here. I want to talk about a couple things. I wrote so many notes as I was reading your book. I thought it was so great and you did such a wonderful job. Um, You guys, you got to check this out because it's so helpful. But um, you talk about turn fear into excitement when you're nervous. And we talked a little bit about that with the dolphins. And then you said, uh, don't hang on to what doesn't serve you. I love that. Absolutely. It's letting go of expectations, letting go of things that just don't serve you. I mean, that's well, exactly the way. let go of expectations? You know, um, I Cutting want... cords. I'm sorry? Cutting cords. There you go. We need to talk about that in the yeah. next segment is, is cutting cords. And so... You're talking about expectations in everything, your work, your love life, everything. Right. When you expect something or somebody to respond the way you want them to respond, you'll always be disappointed because they have a free will. They're going to respond according to their, you know, stuff that they have inside them. Got it. You just have to do your truth. You have to be in your integrity, be kind. And, you know, hope for the best, but you can't expect them to be on your agenda. Or you'll be let down every time. Always. Yeah. Wow. That's great. You guys, we're here today um, with Belinda Farrell. Her book is called Find Your Friggin' Joy. Um, Discover Missing Links from Ancient Hawaiian Teachings to Clean the Plaque, I love that, of Your Soul and Reach Your Higher Self. And we're about 30 seconds to break. And I just want you guys, when we come back, we're going to talk about how to cut the cords of some of these people that just don't serve us anymore. And so (laughs) this is Nancy. You're out your host. I'm so excited that you joined us today. And um, we're also going to talk about... um, um, some more of the breathing and and how the meditations and how that really can help. Um, even if you just take a few minutes every morning, I always say it's like brushing your teeth. So we'll be right That's back. Right. This is Nancy. You're out. We will be right back on High Road to Humanity. But make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Hey! 
TogiNet Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15% to 30% or more on hotel booking fees through our own web portal, www.bestradiotravel.com. Discover the discount you can receive by going to bestradiotravel.com forward slash Nancy to see for yourself. This is a custom booking site for the listeners of my show through TogiNet Radio. We have negotiated special rates at over 650,000 hotels worldwide to save our customers money. Our members leverage our massive buying power to save thousands of dollars by booking with us. BestRadioTravel.com can beat the best prices offered by any other major travel booking website. Please go to BestRadioTravel.com slash Nancy to sign up and enjoy the discounts. That is BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Nancy. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better, to create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me, and I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up. The universe is speaking to you. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the high road. Hey, welcome back to High Road to Humanity. And this is Nancy, you're all your host. And I got to promote myself a little bit. If you guys are interested in a psychic reading, you're welcome to go to my website. That's nancyyearout.com. And um, just go ahead and sign up. You can always email me at nancyyearout at gmail.com. We're here today with Belinda Farrell and we're talking about cutting cords. But before we get into the cords, she was going to talk to us about some of the money, how money is associated with this. So, Go for it, Belinda. Tell me. <laughs> well, imagine that you're given about a hundred bucks a day of energy. That's okay. all you have to spend. Okay. So if you don't have any awareness of your energy, let's say you get in your car and you start going to work, somebody cuts you off, you get really pissed off and you've wasted about eighty eighty dollars of your energy. You get to work, your boss says something that makes you upset and out the window goes the other 20 bucks, and you're exhausted. You're out of energy. You're out okay. of money. There's no money in your bank account. Okay. All you want to do is go home and hide under the blankets and cover yourself up. Well, what if that same okay. thing happens, and instead of getting pissed off, you just get a smidge annoyed? 
So maybe you only spend 80 cents. So you start being aware all day long of just where your energy is going. Do you want to walk with this person that doesn't make you feel good? Or do you want to say, see ya, I have something else to do. I'm going to go this way. You don't want to associate with negative people that push push your energy down. So you just become more aware of what you're spending. Well, and that's where the button pushers come in because there's always, they they call it the trigger point. (laughs) I love it. Is that your trigger? I've heard people say, is that your trigger word? Is it, does that trigger something? Um, yes. <laughs> I laugh about it, but it's true because we all have a little trick point. We all have a button sure. that can be pushed, right? Absolutely. How do we solve that one? Well, if you are aware of it and you know that you need to heal, maybe you respond in a different way when that person comes up. I mean, I mean, if you just look at our world and our government and everything, I mean, there's so much that you could look at on the Internet um, that could just push your buttons. Do you listen to it or do you shut it down? Do you turn it off? Do you turn off the thing that makes you crazy? Or do you listen to it and get all worked up and start (laughs) hyperventilating? I mean, it's everything's a choice. Right. So So, it's a choice. It's a choice to react. And and once you get that trigger word, it's your choice to take a moment and say, okay, I'm not going to let that bother me. And it's being aware, right? Yes, totally being aware. And when you do that, it's almost as though you've neutralized it. You zapped it, you know, with your neutralizing gun. And, you know, don't react, don't react to it. Just take a minute and breathe and then take a breath and let it go. That's right. So if you can be that conscious, because being, you know, healed and aware is a, it's a it's a conscious job. Right. It really is an inside job. Well, the forgiveness part, and, and we're going to talk about forgiveness, you guys. And forgiveness is really um, the key, I believe, to yes. all of this. In my mind, I've learned over the years that, and it's so hard to do. I just want to say this. It's really easy to say you can forgive somebody, but it's really difficult sometimes to do. And I'm going to, I'm going to just tell you something. We went to church this Sunday, this last Sunday, my husband and I, and the sermon was all on how to forgive people. And, you know, they bring up uh, the scenario in the Bible where there was this man, and I can't tell you all of it because I'm not that great, but <laughs> but he, he forgives this guy of all this money that he owes, you know, to him and says, I'm not going to kill you. I, I forgive you. You don't have to pay me back. And he's like so relieved. And then he goes and there's a, a man who owes him money and he says, no, you're going to have to pay me. And so it just shows that, you know, wow, he was owed, he owed all this money and the guy he owed it to forgave him, but then he wasn't willing to forgive the person who owed him. So, Mm -hmm. right, he held on to it. And that was a lesson because, and they say, Mm -hmm. okay, if the divine can forgive you for your sins, then you should be able to forgive other people. And it's sometimes it's easier when you hear a scenario like that to go, wait a minute, you know, I need to forgive because people forgive me. Nobody's perfect. None of us are. So why do we hold on to this stuff? Why is it so hard for us to let go and, and just forgive? Well, we can't change the past. Okay. Right. What, what right. happened to us happened to us. But we create a story of an interpretation of how that past affected us. Those are the cords. Those are the cords that connect that story to you. So with the Ho'oponopono process, 
imagine that you're up on a on a platform looking down on a stage and you're putting that event or your parents or the person who did that to you, you're putting them all down there below you. And the cords are what are connecting you to that story or to that person. Right. So when you cut the cords, you're, you're taking a deep breath. This is between your higher self and you. And you're saying, I'm sorry to yourself right. for having that interpretation. It really doesn't have anything to do with the person who did it to you. It's all you. It's your interpretation of what they did to you. Maybe they didn't mean to do it to you is what you're saying, but it's your interpretation of how you took it. So that's how the forgiveness works. It's more forgiving yourself for how you interpreted it, for how you judged it. You're forgiving yourself. I see. And so when you say, I'm sorry, I love you, I forgive you, thank you, and then you just cut the cords and then you watch the people and things float away. You bump it up to a higher level. You bump it up to a higher level of understanding, and it changes. You become more neutral about it. So that's why I don't get involved in the emotional part of forgiving that person. I'm really just forgiving myself for the way I'm looking at it. And by doing that, that becomes my mantra during the day. I'll just say, I'm sorry, I love you, I forgive you, thank you. And you don't even know why maybe some kind of uh, sadness comes up or some guilt comes up. You don't even have to know specifically what it is, just that it's there and you're just saying the words, I'm sorry, I love you, I forgive you, thank you, and it neutralizes it. It sends it to the void. And you just feel good after that. So. So you cut the cords and then you say a mantra of, um, I forgive you. I, I love you. Um, and, it, and it's kind of, and, and it's geared towards the person you cut the cords with. But in reality, you're saying doing that frees yourself. Is that right? Right. Because when you say, I'm sorry, I love you. I forgive you. That's to me. I'm saying it. I'm not saying it to oh, the you're person. You're not saying it to the other person. No. You're saying it to yourself. You and your higher self. This is between you and your higher self. Your higher self doesn't judge you. Got it. It has never judged you. It sees you as perfection. So the person that makes you feel guilty, the part of you, is your ego. Uh, That's the trippy part. So right. this, you're doing this because of the ego. The ego makes you feel wrong for everything. It says, go find love over there. Go find love. You'll never find love. You know, it's always talking to you, self-talk. Right. So this is this is what you're trying to overcome is the ego part of you. But saying, I love you, I forgive you, thank you, that's between you and your higher self. Got it. And you say that mantra throughout the day, and you suggest yep. that we do, right? Yep. And at night well, I take a bath and I do it in the bathtub. Right, right, right. No, I'm with you. What about, and so it makes me think about the people who hold on to everything. So oh, yeah. it reminds me of Scrooge, right? Because it was just yeah. Christmas. And I watched that and, mm-hmm. and he's got the chain and all the links and he's holding yeah. on to everything that happened to him in his whole life. And he remember. I know people like this who remember like <laughs> all the things that ever happened. And, you know, I'm not going to bring up any names here today on the radio, but, uh, <laughs> but I have had people in my life who remember everything that ever happened or everything, you know, and they've never let it go. And, and aren't that- they fun to be around? No, not at all. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I know you want to just run. 
run because they've got it all built up and it's weighed them down. And until you release, it's they're miserable because they've made themselves miserable. But they like that story. You know, some people love to tell the story of their pain and their anguish, and that's who they think they are. So until they want to give up that story and find something more appropriate, you know, that's acceptable to everyone that you want to be around them, you know, it's up to you to want to stay close or far away. Right. No, and that's exactly right. And and I agree with that. And I do stay away from people <clears> like that. And it's hard sometimes because sometimes it's family members. But um, right. And sometimes they're the worst, but you have to stay away because it affects you energetically. If you do the cord cutting before you get into a family situation, they will be gentler and better. When you do this work thousands of miles away, people feel it. Right. It changes the energy. Totally changes everything. Yeah. When I started doing this, I was having to make uh, make amends with some of my old boyfriends. Right. For some reason, I would run into them at the grocery store. There, oh my God, there's Mike, and he's in the lettuce department. Why is he there? Because I cut cords. (laughs) No, it was very strange. They they will come back into your life. The people that you need to make amends with. I see. So you guys, if you want to cut your cords, you visualize them down on a stage, you visualize yourself up above and you see all the people that you've had that you need to cut cords with just kind of show up or do you do you know who you need to cut cords with? Well, the unconscious, if it knows that you're serious, it will start bringing up people that you need to make amends with. Right. It, it, it has all the answers okay. because it's been holding all that you know, all that information down below until you're right. ready to let it go. Right. So, and I also and you guys, have this, this process on a, on a CD called Chant and Forgiveness. Okay. And how do we get web, that? That's on my website. Okay. So, so it will be available. That's been out for 25 years. That has gone. All right. Gone, um, pray about. Awesome. We've got about 30 seconds. And if you want to get the CD she's talking about, you go to hunahealing.com and you can pick up the CD. Is that right, Belinda? Yes. And it's an MP3 as well. And it's also on iTunes. Okay, cool. That really makes me happy because um, I know sometimes we need guidance, you know, we need the guidance. Yes. Absolutely. From the CD will help us. Yes. All right. This is Nancy Urell. You guys, we'll be right back. Don't forget to visit Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to sign up for her intuitive personal coaching program or to book a psychic reading. Kids from Oklahoma, man, we don't waste it. I'm just trying to paint the picture for It's merging Do you ever get nervous riding in an elevator because you're afraid the cable might snap? It's entered my mind more than once. According to Elevator World magazine, on the rare occasion a cable breaks, the car won't hunge plunge to the bottom. This is because elevators have as many as 10 cables holding them up, each capable of supporting a fully loaded car. Sometimes I feel a little mischievous in elevators. Next time you're feeling like a rapscallion, try one of these little jokes. When there's only one other person in the elevator, tap them on the shoulder and then pretend it wasn't you. Push one of the buttons and pretend it gave you a shock. Or maybe start a sing-along. What's a word for a person who thinks he's funny but no one else does? Vitzel suit. It's marching day 
I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. To lose weight, we know that each day we need to burn more calories than we take in through eating, and exercise burns more calories. According to Discovery Health, a 150-pound person will burn about 60 calories while taking a one-hour nap. One hour of sitting and watching television burns about the same. But if that 150-pound person takes a one-hour brisk walk, then say goodbye to more than 250 calories. Cardio exercise like running, biking, swimming, and brisk walking are the best modes of exercise to burn the highest amount of calories and will get the endorphins flowing in your body. Those feel-good neurotransmitters boost your mood naturally. So use exercise to burn calories, lose weight, and to feel good. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the high road. Hey, welcome back to High Road to Humanity. This is Nancy Yearout, your host. We are here today with Belinda Farrell. Here's her book, you guys, if you're watching me on video. It's called Find Your Freaking Joy. She's got CDs. And you started telling me on the break, but I was kind of wanting you to tell us when we came back on air. You've got three CDs, right, Belinda? One is for sleeping. Yes. And one is... time chant. Sleepy time chant, okay. And the other is chant and forgiveness, which takes you through the experience of cutting cords with your ancestors, your exes, takes you through the whole process of forgiveness. Nice. And it's really powerful. It's the first one I ever did 25 years ago. Wow. And then the other one is enchantment, which has intermittent sounds of the dolphins and the whales in between. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. takes you through a higher self-connection from creation to this higher self-connection. And it will go through the breathing with you. And there's an eight-page booklet. If somebody's really, you know, bent on learning the chants, they're there. So, Well, and, and I want to ask you about the chants because, um, and I always, I, I'm just curious. I, I probably know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. It's a lot of times with certain prayers or certain chants, if they've been done for thousands of years, they have more power, correct? Yes. They're, they're ancient. They're ancient sounds that the heart makes. It's like I don't really sing, but these chants come from the heart, and they come from an ancient time and it's a sound again that is universal and it's in its um, application when i heard it i i just melted you know i think that was it's how you feel when you after you've after you've heard it and i can say one of the chants and it makes me feel safe i wouldn't have to carry a gun or anything i would just do a chant and you feel safe people okay. would move away from you Right, right. Now, you talk about from the heart, and that's what uh, I'm learning to do right now, and I'm trying to help other people too, is to come to think from the heart and not from the head. Exactly. There you and, go. Yeah, and it's it's not easy because we all go into our heads, but you have to stop and actually think, 
Okay. What can I do the heart? Somebody taught me a long time ago to do a heart drop where you ask your heart the questions because your body doesn't lie. So if I have a question, I always ask my heart, okay, what do you think? And you get a different answer than what you would in your head. Totally. Have you ever done a pendulum? Yes. You can do a pendulum. And again, that's the unconscious mind giving you a truthful answer. Right. You can touch your heart at the same time that you're doing. I take it shopping with me. So if I see something and I want it, I say, okay, I better take this pendulum out and see if I really, really want it. Well, no, you're exactly right. I have a crystal that I use. It's right over here. I grab it, but it's a crystal that I use. And, uh, it's funny. The, so, uh, day before yesterday, I'm getting advertisers onto my radio show, you know, onto the podcast so that people, you know, advertise with me so I can continue to do this. And so, uh, I had a lady call me and she wanted me to advertise on a golf course on a bench. And I'm like, (laughs) do I really want to advertise on a golf course on a bench? I used to be, well, I'm still a real estate broker, but that's not my total focus now. And I'm thinking, well, maybe not. So I pulled the pendulum out. Right. And I was like, all gun ho. I'm like, yeah, it's a good price. And I can advertise and I'm on the seventh hole and it's going to be fantastic. And then I pulled the pendulum out and it said, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And I went, okay. (laughs) Wow. See the truth. The The truth. Yeah. It never lies. I do exactly what the pendulum tells me. If it says no, I walk away. It is hard because I thought, oh, that's going to be great. But it said no. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah. And the long run down the road, (laughs) you would not be happy. You know, some people don't understand what the higher self is. Um. And, and you talk about saying different, I call them affirmations. You call them mantras. Um, you know, what do you think? I mean, I don't know. I have this thing. I'm just going to throw this out there. Like I always am like, I'm joyful. I always, I'm always singing. I got the joy, 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 joy down (laughs) in my heart. I don't know why I sing that all the time. My husband laughs at me and then he'll say where. That's what you do. But um, that's what works for me. So what do you what do you say about mantras and about affirmations? I mean, you know, do what feels natural or what? I think people are doing self-talk all day long. They're usually self-loathing comments that they're saying to themselves. Because I used to have people come to me that was going to do a hypnotherapy session. And I'd say, write down what you say to yourself on a daily basis that you wouldn't want anybody else to hear. And it was all self-loathing things, terrible things. So you're saying things to yourself all the time. So why not incorporate something that is more beneficial? Like I am loved and I am blessed and I am worthy and Mm -hmm. I am healing. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, just you have to be conscious about doing that because unconsciously you're putting junk in. So I'm just saying be conscious and put something good in. Right, because your words have power and they have energy and that's how the universe works. I've always tried to tell people that whatever you say and whatever you think is what the universe gives you because that's what you're asking for. That's right. When I was healing my back, I, I, I found out that I had been saying I'm not supported. I can't support myself. And I got that as a little girl growing up with a family who was coming from the Great Depression. So if I was saying to myself that I can't be supported, your back represents your support system. Well, then what did you do to change it? Did you start saying I I can support myself? Thank you. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for regenerating 
all of these key words. Regeneration is a really key word to turn something around. And I started to touch my back. I started to look outside and see the trunk of a tree and the strength of that trunk. I put that in my back. Everything to get the unconscious mind, which again is like a computer listening to everything your conscious mind says. So I was getting the two of them to cooperate and the unconscious then started to strengthen it. My back healed completely. Right. So what you, so you changed your self talk is what you did. Yes. Okay. 24 seven, 24 seven. Thank you. And when you say thank you, you've already assumed that it has done the job. Right. Thank you for healing my back. Thank you for supporting the universe or thank you for being supportive of me. Thank you that I am supported or just just saying I am. Thank you that I am loved. Thank you that I am blessed. I remember something on the Internet a little while back. It's a little four-year-old walking to school, and he was saying the words, I am strong, I am blessed, I am great. And he was like three or four years old, and somehow that got on the Internet, and it was so cute. And he just said his mom taught him how to do that, so he says that all the time. You can teach children at the very young age to begin conscious of that. Wow, what a gift. Right. That's, that's a real gift. That and is wonderful. They're, they're accepting responsibility for who they are and for what happens to them. That's the whole thing of Huna is that you have to be at cause for everything that happens to you in your life. Because if you're at cause, then you can change it. Okay. The Hawaiian people um, really um, know how to do this. And you talk about every evening, and I can't remember what they called it or what you called it in the book, but every evening they go by the water and they release any kind of, if they said something bad to somebody or if somebody said something bad to them, they release that on a daily basis. That's the Ho'oponopono. They used to do it as a family and get together as a family. And as the sun would go down, all of their angst and anger would go into the water. And now it's done you and your higher self. So you don't have to do it just with the family. But I do it every night when I take a bath. I, I look at the whole day and I put the whole day down below me. And then I just release it, cut the cords, and I'm free again. I'm back in the present time. I mean, if you want to start a new business, if you're starting a new relationship, anything that you start to generate, you need life force. Right. So you want to release all this stuff from the past. It doesn't serve you. You need all that life force to generate new ideas. Right. Write a book. (laughs) Right, exactly. So we've got about three minutes to go. But um, so it makes sense that once you cut the cords with all these people, that then you do it on a daily basis, whether it's at night or in the shower or whatever you do, wherever you feel comfortable. That way you stay clear every day. And you don't cut the cords so, so that they will never come back to you. They come back to you at a higher level. Right. So instead of you being bickering down here, you know, at the low level you raise the density and you you become much more in you know in a good place with these people every time you cut the cords every time i used to do that with my son all the time because he was having such a hard time and then as you know from the book he did take his life doing a dose of drugs he saw me heal 
from the back, but he couldn't go deeper into his emotional body. So as I'm saying, it's it's hard when you can when you see your somebody in your family suffering and you can't really help them. Right. We all have to want to help ourselves. Yeah. I think we're all searching, and we've got about two minutes until the end of the show, but I, I really feel like, um, thank you for writing this book, first of all. Let me say that. Thank my higher self. <laughs> yeah, well, no, we're all searching, and we're all trying to find the answers, and, and the bad part is everybody's looking outside of themselves instead of yeah. within themselves. And I think it's wonderful that you've brought this to the forefront because mm-hmm. it's exactly what, how it is. We need to heal ourselves from the inside out. Yes. Healing is an inside job. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, you guys, if you want to get Belinda's book, it's called Find Your Freaking Joy. I'm holding it up here. If you want to get any of her CDs, now the CDs are sold on your website? Yes, they're a CD on the website and they're an MP3 as well. Okay, and www.hunahealing.com. Okay, yes. so if you guys want to pick up these CDs or if you want to pick up her book, it's on Amazon.com. I just want to thank you so much for coming oh. today and sharing your story with us. I can't tell you how much it means to me to be able to pass it on and meet people like you out there in the world. I mean, thank you for being there. Thank you for having this venue that you can invite people on. I mean, it's wonderful. Thank you. You guys will be back next week. This is Nancy Yeralt, your host. And uh, again, it's Belinda Farrell. Check out our website, hunahealing.com. We really need to start looking within and forgiving other people and working on ourselves and, and connecting with our higher self, connecting with the divine. Um, this is Nancy Yeralt. We'll see you next week hope for our future to sign up for my intuitive life coaching or a psychic reading visit my website www.nancyyearout.com my email address is nancy at highroadtohumanity.com so have a fabulous week and know that by staying on the high road you will make it to your destination <laughs>